You know, it's okay to be both. There's nothing wrong with a little sadness. And Bella, you know, this is the only church building she's ever known. You know, so for her, she's like, ah, you know, it's a little bit, little bit sad, right, to say goodbye. And that's okay. It's okay to be sad to say goodbye and excited about the future at the same time. Um, but what, we, what I hope we can cultivate today uh, and the next couple of weeks is thankfulness, gratitude to God for the decade that we've been able to spend in this building and gratitude to these two in particular, Paul and Karen, who have very sacrificially given up their house, yard, lives. Um, amen. Yeah, let's clap for them. Yes, take a bow. No, you guys, you guys deserve several bows. You know, it's, it's a big sacrifice to just let people come trash your house. And we, always, we haven't always been as conscientious as we could have about picking up after ourselves afterwards. And um, they haven't charged us rent ever in a decade. And they don't charge us utilities. I mean, it's, it's a huge gift for them financially, time-wise, spiritually. And we want you two to know that we really appreciate it. We appreciate you, and we are thankful that although you're moving, you're not leaving Lydia House, <laughs> and that you're coming with us to the barn. So the Red Barn is where we will meet starting next Sunday. It is a barn. The inside doesn't look very barnish, for those who might be concerned. Um, all, all the Barnish is a word. All, all the animals have been vacated as of 50 years ago. <laughs> uh, and we have quite a bit more room in there. I think I think you'll be I think you'll be happy. And uh, so the address five six six Main Street five six six Main Street in Lionel Lakes. Uh, I encourage you if you haven't already write that down. Maybe even right now, put it in your phone, put it on your hand and your forehead. Keep it before you at all times <laughs> to remind you where it is. Um, that we'd be having our last service here. So yep. God was in that. Yep, that, that he had no idea that we were leaving. He said, hey, I got a building, you want it? And we're like, yes, <laughs> thank you, God. So it's, it's a pretty amazing story, and we're really thankful for it. And I'm really excited, a little sad and excited at the same time, which is okay, right? So uh, we want to honor Paul and Karen. We will be hiring a cleaning crew um, to thoroughly clean out the basement after everything is moved out so that we don't leave them with any burdens or difficulties as part of our thanks to them. We also want to get them a gift for the decade they've let us stay here, but I'm not getting you anything right now because you don't want one more thing to move. And so, <laughs> and so we'll, we'll postpone that till later. Maybe when you get the new house, whenever that will be. And sorry, I have a lot on my list this morning. Um, Oh, uh, afterwards, anybody who wants to help, um, we have some stuff that we need to move out of here. If you want to help me load some stuff into my van, that would be awesome. And then I'm going to drop it off at the barn on the way. Oh, do you have some stuff to give to? A, a gentleman came yesterday, a friend of Chris's, who's been at church here before. He came with six boxes, uh, lots of potatoes, lots of fruit. Uh, the meat is upstairs and the dairy, the, uh, dairy uh, and it's good stuff. And so we don't want to take it, uh, we got six of these. So we want you to help us to come upstairs afterwards and we'll hand it off to you. And would you, uh, uh, also I wanted to just add the address here. I don't have the address of our 
next house, actually, we're going to have a transition house. We're going to be in, in I'm calling it the, let me see, the little house. Transition house. We're trying to get over our, our uh, addictions. We're, we're storing everything. <laughs> Your addiction to this enormous we're storing house. storing everything in the, the garage. And it was our, our renters, uh, the girls' rental house. Uh, and it's just across the street, um, you know, Snelling, across Snelling, and uh, down a couple blocks around yeah. the corner. So we're yeah, not great. Thank you. Lost. Thank you, Karen. Uh, so today is a celebration service to thank God. Uh, for everything he's done, we're going to do a lot of reminiscing and a lot of gratitude and a lot of testimonies. Good to see you, Jason. Yeah. Sorry to call you out in the middle, middle of the service, uh, but it's good to see you. I'm happy, yeah. very happy to see a lot of yeah. you guys. Robin, hey, Bob, good to yeah. see all you guys. Uh, Paul, do you want to uh, lead us in prayer to prepare our hearts for worship this morning? Mm-hmm. Thank you. The most important thing that we can do and the most wonderful thing that we can do is look to you and honor you for who you are, for what you do. We are so grateful that you are loving, that you are eternal, that you are that that we can predict how you will be because that's the way you always are. You're merciful, you're gracious, you're, you're everywhere present, you're here, you're right here with us. We thank you for who you are and what you give to us, and you allow us to spend eternity with you. And so for this precious time, this hour, hour and a half together, would you come by your Holy Spirit, draw us into a deep unity and give us a time of celebration and rejoicing and worshiping you. We thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And Paul, Paul, would you also lead us in just some singing in the spirit? That's something that's happened in this house a lot over the last 25 yes. years. I think that yes. would be a good thing. I was just doing that yesterday with a, a young man, praying for and him Karen's to be filled with the Spirit and then to just start singing. And if you've never done this before, you could even start doing it now. When we start to sing, we're going to open our mouth and we're just going to make sounds in the Spirit. We're going to turn off our mind and worship Him in our spirit. So I'm going to start, then Karen's going to come in, and then you join with us in a few seconds. And we, we don't know what we're, we're doing. We don't know what we're singing, but we're singing to God, the Bible says, in the spirit, and it builds us up. So it's a wonderful thing. And sometimes he gives us an interpretation. That's right. So I'm going to start first. Yando da 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 ba da da shendo, ba da 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 shondo, bando da 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 da, vomba da da da, shonda da ba da 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 hore, oro da 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 shore, oro da 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 ponje pondore, anda. Keep singing. If you've never done it before, you can start doing it. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, touch people. Lord, you are good and gracious. You are on the throne. 
You are powerful. You are the one we look to. And Father, we thank you for this day because we want you to be glorified. We worship you today with our body, soul, and spirit. In Jesus' name. And those in the back, let people know that there's overflow, there's room over here in the choir. You will be singing in the choir if you're over here, but you can come over if you run out of space there. You can sit, stand, dance, whatever you want. At some point during this song, you will want to stand. <laughs> just, just a teaser. I'm going to do some old ones and some newer ones this morning. You stood before creation, eternity in your hand. You spoke the earth into motion, my soul now to stand. You stood before my failure, carried cross for my shame. My sin weighed upon your shoulders, my soul now to stand. So what can I say? What can I do? Offer this heart, oh upon salvation your spirit alive in me this life to declare your promise my soul now to stand so what can I say what can I do Who 
of worship and last week we talked about forgiveness and letting go of things that God wants us not to carry around 
but to remove from our heart and give over to him. And we talked about a word from the Lord, which was we need to forgive 2020. We need to forgive last year. The stuff that's happened over the last year and a half, we need to let that stuff go. And many of us are perhaps holding on to all the difficulties. You know, we had missed birthday parties. And we had school from home, not being able to play with our friends. We had job issues, perhaps, money issues, perhaps. The, the list goes on and on. Add to that normal life stuff. We lost some people over the last year and a half. Uh, there was sickness. There was difficulty. So I'd like us just to close our eyes right now because uh, I feel like there's a grace this morning for this. So I encourage you to really engage and Let's start with opening up our heart just to hear from the Lord. What are the things that we need to let go of? What are the things that we've maybe been hanging on to? Maybe we're still a little upset about politics or families or masks or whatever it is. And open our hearts and let that go to the Lord. So let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to us now. That you reveal to our minds the things that we maybe are hanging on to that you want us to give to you. So let's take a minute just to listen. Now, I encourage you to take those things that the Spirit is showing you and give them over to the Lord. Yank them out of your heart. Yank them out of your head. And hand them to the Lord. God respects our free will, so he doesn't come and take these things from us. We have to give them to him. Amen? This is like an offering. It's an offering before the Lord. And even though it doesn't make sense, he likes us sometimes to offer the terrible things and not just the great things. And so I encourage you now to take whatever that is, whatever the Spirit is telling you you need to let go of, and hand that over to the Lord. Our God is a consuming fire. He is a consuming fire, and he'll consume those things. He will destroy those things. He will get rid of them for you. And it may take a few times that you need to give this stuff up and give this stuff over to the Lord. We ask the Spirit to remind us. After we've given it to you, remind us to keep doing it. If, if we find ourselves slipping into old patterns or thoughts or feelings, that we would continue, Jesus, to give those things over to you. Hand them to the Lord. Put them up on the altar and let the fire come and just burn these things away. Lord, I, I confess of speaking negatively over the last year and a half. 2020 became a curse word in our house almost um, that we would blame stuff on. And, and I repent of that, Lord. I, I'm sorry for that. Um, we want to look to you. We have a great hope and a future. We don't, we don't look to the past and we don't look to the negative things. And so, Lord, help us now to just hand these things over to you to let go of our disappointments. There's been so many disappointments. So many disappointments over the last year and a half or so. And for some of us, maybe some of those disappointments go back much farther. We're disappointed that we're not healed yet. God, we've been praying for healing for so long. Why aren't we healed? It's disappointing sometimes. 
Maybe we're disappointed that we have to leave this building we've come to love. Maybe we're disappointed at job situations or school situations. Father, we give these things to you. We let go of our disappointments. We don't want them to turn into bitterness or anger. Help us, Lord, to give these things over to you, Jesus. I encourage you to to do that in this next song. Just give the Lord all your disappointments and make a choice to take a step in faith into a better future and to the promised land that God is calling us to. But we need to leave some stuff in Egypt before we can go on into the promised land. Amen. To the barren places light To the darkest spaces God it's your nature you bring joy to the broken and hearted hope to the ones who lost in God it's your nature there is no desert that your streams can run to there are no ruins that your love won't make new. You tell the wasteland that it will bloom again. Because it's your nature. You will restore the years that shame has stolen. You keep the promises that you have spoken I know this wasteland will be whole again cause it's your nature bring peace to the war inside us and I'll fear it silence, God. It's your nature. You bring joy to the broken-hearted hope, to the ones who lost it, God. It's your nature. that your streets can run to there are no ruins that your love won't make new you tell the wasteland that it will bloom again cause it's your nature you will restore the years that shame has stolen 
Reach out your hands, believing this is your promised land. Break out of disappointment, break out of hopelessness. Stretch out your hands, believing this is your promised land. Let's take that step of faith this morning. Let's. Let go of our disappointments. Give them over to the Lord. Let's break out of that and step into the new place that he's calling us. Lord, I give you my worries. My worries about the future, about finances, about my kids about politics, about the virus. We give you these things and we thank you that you will take them and burn them up in that consuming fire. Let's do it by faith this morning. Sing out a barren sorry for the times that we let go of your promises and focused on our circumstance. We want to walk in faith and walk into the promises you have for us. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do that. Anyone have a word from the Lord they think is for the group? Why don't, why don't we wait? 
if, if it's not a word? It's a word. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was remembering what the Lord gave me a quick word in towards the end of 2020, and he said, it's going to be fine, and I haven't forgotten you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. We received that word. We received that word, and we confess that it is going to be fine. Because you've got us. You've got us, Lord. We are always safe and secure in your love, no matter what. Neither height, nor depth, nor angels, nor demons, nor heaven or hell or anything else in all creation can separate us from your love. We thank you for that, Lord. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountain high, oh valley low, I sing out, remind my soul, I am yours. I am forever yours. Love came down. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountain high or valley low, I sing out and remind my soul. I am yours. I am forever yours. Ah! 
Ask a few people to share some testimonies about this place as we say goodbye and say thank you. You guys can start, yeah. We're going to start. Are there people behind that we, can, that we can't see that are... We can see everybody. That's good. I'll start, but you can still stand next to me. What? It could be distracting. It could. It <laughs> won't be distracting. I have a tendency to interrupt. I don't know if this is great, but here we are. Yes. I think it's good to be together. <laughs> okay. Yes. And I want to share a couple stories, and in doing so, I want to honor the woman on my right for saying yes to something that was way outside of her box. And she said yes to it, and God's honored her by giving her things that are way outside what we dreamed of. And so I got a call. Some of you have heard parts of stories, so I apologize ahead of time if you've heard this before, but I'm going to say it again, that uh, I was in California, had been there 25 years, loved it, have a cemetery plot there, expected to die there. And uh, Larry called me, and he said, Larry Christensen, he said, are you sitting? And I said, no, but if you think I should, I will. Uh, so I stayed standing. And he said, well, I have two requests. The first is that we'd like you to come back to the Holy Spirit Conference and speak. And that was easy. I said, I'd love to. And then he said, the second thing is we'd like you to move to Minnesota and direct the work of Lutheran Renewal. And I'd never thought that I would follow Larry, Larry as director of Lutheran Renewal. That was a new thought. 
And I said, could I have a month to pray about it? And he said, sure. So halfway through the month, Karen said, uh, should we start praying now? <laughs> and I said very somberly, do we need to? And she said, no. That's the way she said it. Because her parents had moved from Japan to San Pedro. Because we told them we're not going anywhere. Her sister was now living there, and they had their child, and we'd had our last chorus. They were going to raise their kids together. And for her to say no as she did, she was giving up that and coming uh, to a place that she had no desire to go to. But she said yes, and so I'm thankful that she did. And when she, well, we looked around for houses, and when she came to this one, go ahead and read, share some, and then I'll share. I got a couple more things, but you go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> when we prayed about coming, uh, you know, I said, well, Lord, I can follow my husband. I know that's good. I'm, I'm a missionary kid, and I'll do that, but... Um, can you somehow speak to me? I know you can. And uh, he gave me peace about coming here. And uh, as we were looking, though, at the different houses, we had never done this in our lives, never um, needed to choose a home. We moved right into the house next to the church when we, after we were married, and then after that moved up a block to where... Uh, Larry and Nordis Christensen lived, and where actually I lived with them, uh, being a project servant, it was called uh, yeah. at that time. And, and uh, so uh, when we were looking at the homes, I said, um, I, we saw a picture of this house, and I was about to throw it in the trash picture. Paul said, why? Why are you doing that? Well, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We would never, this is frivolous. I'm, I'm a missionary kid. <laughs> and Paul said, no, no, I think we should uh, just keep that picture. And the night we had to, we came back here for three days, had three days to look at different houses and every single one. I thought, well, this is good. This is good. This is fine. <laughs> Until we got to this house. And I said, Lord, uh, and Paul was about to, go to sleep. I said, Paul, how can you be doing that when we have to make this decision? <laughs> he was at peace and just thought, this is good. So again, I said, Lord, I need, really, could you give me some word? And when you hear this word, I, I heard it clearly. I needed to hear this. And it wasn't a scolding, but the way it might sound to you, but for me, it was a huge burden off my shoulders. As he said, this is not just for you. And I felt like saying, well, I knew that. <laughs> but I said, thank you, Lord. And the house has been, uh, as I walked in, I said, oh, this is a retreat center. <laughs> and Did you hear I, what she said? She, it looked like a retreat center to her. And, uh, but I knew this would be an easy place for people to find. So, I don't need that, but oh. that, 
that's what it became. We had a little gathering with our kids uh, just this week, and so we were reminiscing. And I did not know this, that my kids often stayed on couches for months at a time. Didn't, didn't yeah, Andrew, Andrew, he would come here, and there wasn't a place for Andrew. We had up to 10 people living here at different times, and uh, I would come down the day after Communitas in the morning, and I would, I would find somebody on the couch. It didn't shock me because I expected it, right, Isaiah? It, it, uh, I, I knew I, I might find somebody here that wasn't here before. In fact, I came home from a trip overseas. I came in the driveway, and there was a gal in the driveway, and I said, hi, I'm Paul. And she said, I am, I can't remember her name, Jacqueline. And, hi, Jacqueline. I live here. And she said, so do I. <laughs> because there seemed to be the freedom that this was a retreat house, this was a retreat center, that people would bring others. Oh, you can stay here. That's okay. You can stay here. So we would find people who were bunk for a night, or sometimes for more than a night, because they, they found a home. And this, this was not what she had signed up for. She's, more, she's a Japanese person, and she's a private person. And so I honor her willingness to say yes to something that was completely out of her box. Why don't you share another story? Just one other? One or two. And I... Told the Lord uh, <clears throat> when we were moving from our house in San Pedro, California. I said, "Well, as you know, I'm a missionary kid. Of course, the Lord knows everything. So, as if He didn't know my thoughts. So I'm okay. Remember, Lord, I'm not going to hang on to things. This is at the you know, a few years down the line. But when it was actually time to move, I had to say to the Lord." Um, you know about that uh, word I gave you? I changed my mind. I, do you know I, I have roots here? <laughs> and so aren't women allowed to change their minds? <laughs> and so I had, had to go through that, you know, giving it up now, okay? And I'll tell you, I've done the same thing here, where I've said when we first came, okay, this is a retreat center. I'm not going to hold on to things. Thankful, yes. This is... Great for raising children and having company and guests and anybody who wants to come and go and is seeing your faces now and thinking about others. I, it has brought me to tears. I was sharing with the women earlier, and of course, it, I'm glad I cried a lot then instead of right now. Uh, but God is good. He does speak to us, doesn't he? Uh, men and women. And I just wanted to... Uh, share to also that my mother and others would know this song. I grew up with it, and it happened to be in my little daily devotional today. And the song is Children of the Heavenly Father. Children of the Heavenly Father, safely in, in his, his bosom, bosom gather. gather. 
nestling bird nor star in heaven, such a refuge ere was given. So God his own doth tend and nourish, in his holy courts they flourish, from all evil things he spares them, in his mighty arms he bears them. That has been such a blessing to think of that visual, mighty arms. I don't think we can really picture that, can we? Whew. I, I think it's, it's cool. I, I can't remember what scripture it is when it says, and he bared his arm, his arm. You know, not, not my arm, but think of God's strong arm. He can do anything. Okay, sing the last verse with me. Though he giveth or he taketh, God his children ne'er forsaketh. Tis the loving purpose only to preserve them pure and holy. And the last thing I wanted to share, if you if you want me to do this part now or you want I don't to go know. Next? I'm I'm no. done sharing, so you share that. Okay. We'll... Nate, you mentioned uh, that the next place we're going to go to, um, you know, it's called the barn. We could call it the har we haven't decided on the name yet, but harvest is plentiful. The Lord says, you know, bring in the harvest. Um, and there's going to be freedom there. And we could still call it Lydia Prey's house. Hand me one of these flags, Paul. I'm going to have a visual aid uh, for this. I love visual aids. That's who I am. So we love, I, I'll say I love flags. And it represents freedom. Freedom, right? Except for <laughs> when I hit the ceiling. Well, I felt the Lord saying, I'm going to open up the ceilings. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to bring freedom as we praise and worship the Lord there. It's going to continue on. And I want to say thank you, Lord, and thank you, people who have gathered with us down through the years and yes. for the different praise and worship services. They have uplifted my spirit. The Lord has revealed things. We have been encouraged in our hearts. And my prayer is, Lord, bring uh, many to know you, Lord. Revival, Father. And uh, through worship, I know many times I've heard you speaking. And this morning as we were sitting and worshiping, I saw a picture of my cousin and I were singing over my, uh, with my mom this uh, last night, right before she was going to sleep. You know, um, uh, bless the Lord. And uh, may the Spirit of the Lord bless you. And we were talking about what our fathers taught us and how we were blessed by our fathers. And I felt the Heavenly Father was saying, yeah, that's right. Give them that picture. And I drew a picture. I was an art major, besides a missionary kid, and of a sailboat. We're all in a sailboat, a boat, you know, with the Lord. He uses that analogy, stories, the Lord tells us. And when the wind comes, and we will have wind, we know that. We have that resistance where we have to hold on. And my father taught, our fathers, 
our fathers or brothers, my cousin Naomi over here, taught us to hold on to the, they're called the sheets, the ropes. And then you lean out and you see the boat move. So Father, we pray that we will not be fearful and resistant when we see the wind come. And we know the enemy wants to make our boat go over with too much and the darts of the enemy. But we thank you, Father, that you are on the throne. Mm -hmm. I love to see you there and know the power in your word, in your name. And we are excited to see what you're going to be doing now in the future. We trust you, Father, and we love you. Amen. Amen. Tim. Thank you. Good morning. You know, I, tur I turned around and the crowd had grown. It's wonderful. So, Karen, when you said harvest and barn together, the Spirit of the Lord just came on me really strong. And uh, pretty excited about that, you know, yes. that God's going to bring in the harvest. So quick history lesson, this, you know, a little history lesson this morning about uh, 2008, I think it was fall of 2008, I met Paul for the first time, came to Communitas, went home that night and I couldn't sleep. I was so excited, the Spirit of the Lord was on me and uh, his presence was strong then too and so I was really excited. About a year later, Lydia House was planted. We came about, we were about 12 feet up, you know, right here, next floor up, we started out. So we were, we were sitting in a circle upstairs, you know, in, in more of the family room, a little bit tighter, a little bit more intimate, although we've got a large crowd here this morning, so we're pretty tight together. So we spent, I don't know, a year up there, year and a half, and uh, Communitas was already meeting down here. Yeah, I'll try to hold still. Um, so Communitas was meeting down here already, uh, at a different time. Lydia House was meeting upstairs. We were gathering. Um, I was one of the early ones. Uh, the Ryans, who are here this morning, too, you know, they were here at the beginning. Uh, the Volkers came shortly thereafter, and the, the Alex family. Uh, so, Johnson's yeah, Johnsons were here. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it's been a great time being here. Uh, the property has been wonderful. Uh, literally, our kids, grew up here and uh there's a creek right back here yeah and uh you know i saw some of the isaiah and laura's kids are outside playing right now and right. back and forth our kids would love it you know they couldn't wait to get out of church and head to the creek <laughs> right. Right. so you know it's just a wonderful time of gathering families and uh and growing together and it's been a wonderful history here over the years and uh God's just blessed us to be able to grow together over the years. We've seen many people uh, come and learn and grow and share. And uh, really, this has been a wonderful place of sharing and opportunity. Uh, as I said, the Spirit of the Lord has been touching us here in many ways over the years uh, with wonderful words, healings, miracles, uh, you know, sending people out. And uh, we love that. You know, it's, uh, we want the doors to be open that people would be able to come in and people be going out and, and touching others. So, um, There's what, a couple that are going out uh, back there, Andrew, and they're going to Taiwan, Andrew awesome. and Sarah. 
Hey, Andrew. Sarah. Sarah was one of our dancers. I remember her oh. dancing outside out here. Yes, that's right. I remember yeah, that. Well, yeah. So, yeah, Lydia House, is, uh, it's been great. Wonderful time here. Uh, it's not ending. We're just uh, mov moving yes, yes. locations, and uh, we're getting a bigger barn. Yeah. So yeah. when the harvest comes in, Amen. you know what? We can bring that harvest Jesus. in. And, uh, you know, the barn's not to keep the harvest in, but the barn is to store it and prepare it to be sent out. Amen. So we're excited about that. Amen. And uh, we're just blessed to be a part of this. Give it back to Nate. Then. Thanks. Isaiah, you want to come up? And you can use this handheld, or you could just use my mic there if you want. Actually, why don't we have somebody else come up while you get ready? Is it going to take you a minute? Or? It doesn't take me a minute, but I was going to have Laura do it. Oh, Laura, please. I thought about this ahead um, for you specifically, because I know what it's like to lead and be under stress and pressure. So everybody, hello, hello. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Isaiah Hunziker, and this is my beautiful wife, yeah. Laura. We met here. Thank you to Naomi for introducing us. <laughs> because I'm a bit of an introvert, so these kinds of things do not come naturally, but yet I get energized at the same time uh, to do what I'm about to do, which is to, um, to tell you what God's been doing in my life since that day. And um, I'm going to let Laura kind of tell you specifically um, about how we met, and then she's going to kind of do what a wife would do best and judge whether or not her husband has changed in the last seven years or not of being married um, and where she's seen God in me grow. And I think that's going to encourage us today. Will I set up? How you got here? I will do that, absolutely. Okay, but I'm going to have her uh, yeah. do her thing. We did meet right here. Isaiah was sitting on a couch right in the front, and I was sitting over there because I didn't want to make a scene. And Naomi said, do you know Isaiah? And I said, no, I don't. And not being rude, I said, hi, I'm Laura. And then we talked and had a friendship, and it was through Lydia House. Well, it was actually Communitas. It was through Communitas that... Um, that we were able to get to know each other. Um, and um, Isaiah came from a different background. I came from a very Lutheran Christian background. Um, so Lydia House and Communitas really just um, gave us a, a space where we could get to know each other and under guidance. And he had so much mentorship from people that were in Communitas lived at a house from Communitas people, and through that mentorship uh, and just discipleship, really, it was uh, a foster, a community that fostered discipleship um, under Paul. And anyway, um, a, a year and a half of friendship, and then we were together and got married, and anyway, um, we were very grateful, and, and through a lot of church hunting, we we're at different churches here and there throughout our marriage, and we really came back to Lydia House and felt like it was family, like people actually cared about us. And other places, they're like, find your tribe and, and get to know all these young people and find somebody that you connect with. And, 
And what resonated with us was that really the body of Christ is about family. It's not about finding someone who's your age with the exact number of kids who likes to do your hobbies. It's about loving people. Thank you. It's about loving people and loving them in, in the ups and downs. It's about loving them through grace and, and um, through the love of Christ. And that's what we found at Lydia House, that, you know, it wasn't, you know, like the cool people or anything. We're not the cool people either. So we just were able to love each other. <laughs> we were able to love each other like Christ loves us. And this home that was opened up to us, uh, it really, um, it, it makes our hearts warm and we've grown so much as people here um, through the good and the bad. Um, and so many people we've been seeing connecting with and people who are coming to celebrate. It's... Um, yeah. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay. Thank you, wife, Laura. Thank you. Um, yeah, she, she's, uh, she's so good. Um, I could boast about her um, a lot, um, but we don't have time for that right now. But I would like to just tell you a little bit about my testimony and just kind of like how I ended up here. So basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like the three minute version, so you can try to hold me to it. <laughs> you know, be like, oh, you're you're done at three. Um, I don't mind the pressure. Um, basically, I walked in here um, after a whole a, a life of basically being in torment, suicidal, um, huge anger issues. Um, I was in. I was arrested. Um, after I came here, I got arrested again, <laughs> um, and I I remember having to to go there and tell Paul, and Paul had to walk me out to, to the cops, because I came here, seek, you know, seeking his refuge, because like a good father, you know, I felt like I could go to him, um, and I didn't even know him, I just briefly knew him, but he had made himself um, available, and I could trust him, because I could tell that God, God's hand was over his life, and over this house, amen? So, coming from a guy that has trust issues, I'm here to tell you today that God's good, God has used this house, um, and God has turned around my life, and he has saved me from that suicide, he's, suicidal thoughts, tendencies, um, attempts. He saved me from crazy addiction, protected me, closed doors. He's closing doors. He closed the door today. That was something that might not have been good for me, and I could have been offended by it. It was a job that turned me down because 10 years ago, I had that record, right? Oh. Who cares? God closes doors when it's not good for us. So that's for somebody else here, too, because somebody else is battling something right now. I know you are. I know we're all going through something, and I'm here to say let's choose faith in instead. Okay? Let's, ch let's choose who we are actually made to serve and worship instead. Because there's going to be, like, somebody, we talk about disappointment today. Man, <laughs> it's, been, it's been hard. It's been a year of disappointment. And I was disappointed before I came into this house, and I've been learning and growing this whole entire season, and with all this stuff changing, I just want to tell you guys, there's hope. Um, yes, and now I have this beautiful family. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be sitting here today giving this testimony to all y'all and about to sing this song, which is deeply related to that. It's become an anthem of my life, and this is a word, is that it's all by Jesus is worthy. We have mercy because of that. Hallelujah. Can you say that with me? Can we say that here? Because it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about this song. It's none of that. It's about Jesus. That's right. Okay, repeat after me. So it goes like this. I have mercy 
I have mercy. Because Jesus is worthy. Because Jesus is worthy. Hallelujah. Don't forget that. Okay. Amen. Amen. That's it. And also, grace and grace alone, which is what this song is, and some of you might know it. And as I sing this, I just want you to take this time to just spend time in thankfulness or prayer or whatever it might be, and uh, just en enjoy it. And hopefully, um, my testimony will resonate with it. So thanks for letting me share on this awesome day. I was I almost choked up in tears over there. I don't know about some of you guys during the worship, but the Spirit of the Lord is, is definitely here. I was an orphan lost at the fall Running away when I heard your call But Father, you worked your will I had no righteousness on my own I had no right to draw near your throne But Father, you love me still and in love before you laid the world's foundation You predestined to adopt me as your own And you have raised me up so high above my station I'm a child of grace by grace and grace alone You left your home to seek out the lost You knew the great and terrible cost But Jesus, your face was set I worked my fingers down to the bone But nothing I did could ever atone But Jesus, you paid my debt And by your blood I have redemption and salvation Lord you died that I might reap what you were sown and you rose that I might be a new creation I am born again by grace and grace alone I was in darkness all of my life I never knew the day from the night, but Spirit, you made me see. I swore I knew the way on my own, a head full of rocks, a heart made of stone. But Spirit, you moved in me, and at your touch, my sleeping spirit was awakened. On my darkened heart, the light of Christ has shown. Called into a kingdom that cannot be shaken. 
I'm a heaven citizen by grace and grace alone. So I'll stand in faith by grace and grace alone. I will run the race by grace and grace alone. I will slay my sin by grace and grace alone. I will reach the end by grace and grace alone, alone. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Karen. Do we have uh, the pictures for Masumi? Okay, then let's do Paul McKenzie. Paul, there, oh, you're right in front of me. So this morning we have McKenzie's and Fraser's and Johnstone's here. There's a good Scottish representation, so that makes me happy. Thanks, Paul. I'm going to invite the fam up here. All right. um, they're uh, far more than the better half. You know, if we're doing fractions, it's like the better three-fourths or five-eighths or whatever the term is. Thanks, Isaiah. It's such a blessing um, to hear your story and just to be here this morning. Um, there's a lot I could say. I'm reminded of, like, John the Apostle reading, writing in the last chapter of his book. Like, you could write books on this place and the testimonies, so... You can't really screw up these testimonies because it's like it's your story, so you can't really get it wrong. Um, it's just kind of funneling through all the noise and being like, how do I really culminate 10 plus years of, of life here? Um, my story isn't quite as intense as what Isaiah said, but in many ways it's similar, and it's a theme of this house. Is 2007, I was like a junior in college, just super broken didn't have a life in God, didn't have a vision for life. Um, I had a Drew Shep. He invited me to a Bible study at his house. And I was cheating my way through Old Testament survey, like literally giving signed autographed baseballs to the cute girl in the front row to do my homework because I was just like so jacked up. And I was proud of it. I wasn't even ashamed of it, um, which is how far away from the Lord I was. And Drew invited me into his house at um, college and washed my feet. And I was just totally broken and just encountered with the love of God for the first time in like my 20s. And I, was, I got so hungry for the word and just for love. Um, and then fast forward a couple of months, he invites me here. And um, that started the journey. And it was before Communitas was even a thing. It was just hey, I have six kids, I want to learn how to get to their heart. Like, that's what birthed communitas. So when you talk about family, Laura, and you talk about fathers and finding someone you can connect with, it really was birthed out of a father heart. The DNA of this place was fatherhood because Paul just wanted to learn how to touch his six kids, like get to their hearts. And out of that birth decade of people finding Jesus, finding love, 
in this family of God that we're in here today. And so before I keep sharing, like what I really, really want to like get this group to come away with is what God can do with a heart that says yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. right. All he did and all they did was say yes. Karen laying down her life for the vision of God on their heart. Look what happened. Look what Jesus did with that. And it was the move of God that just said, these two are willing to go for it and touch hearts and encounter lives through my love, through my mercy, through my fellowship and my family. And I look here, there's 90 plus year olds and one year olds. It's just beautiful. Like this is Jesus in this room is just nations and generations and families united after a man named Jesus. That's right. Because two people said yes and said, I'll lay down whatever expectations I had in life to go after a vision for life, vision of God in my life. And I can't, and I, there is no way we could count the number of people who walked into this house and left changed. Like I, my life would be so very different if it were not for Paul and Karen and the love of Christ. And more than that, like what I feel the Lord wants to do is impart that in each and every one of us. Yes, that's right. Like I think about Jesus ascending to the Father in the last chapter of Luke and the confusion it must have brought the apostles. It's like, you're the guy. You're the one we trusted and waited for. You're the Messiah. We waited for you and now you're leaving. And we're just so confused. But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. There was never a moment in that experience where Jesus was like, uh, you know, whatever. It's just like he, he knew exactly the vision he was leaving his people. And like that's what we can all take with us. Like I love Paul and Karen. Jesus doesn't need Paul and Karen. Like as much as that may be confusing. and Like he doesn't need Paul and Karen. Right. He needs a willing heart. He needs a yes in our spirits. Mm-hmm. So as we leave here and transition into this new season of life, into the barn or whatever the barn becomes, like we don't really know. Paul and Karen didn't know what was going to be Communitas when they left Pan, Pan, whatever the name was, California. (laughs) The point is, is like just saying yes is all Jesus needs and he'll do the rest. So enough preaching. I just like I got excited. Thank you. Um, but the, the point is, is um, you know, I stand here today so very grateful. You know, like Isaiah said, like 2007, I was 20 whatever years old, 13 years ago. And, um, you know, I just was had no idea what Jesus was going to do in our lives. And, you know, I think of the scripture that um, came to my heart was uh, 1 Corinthians 4, where Paul is talking to the Corinth church, and he says, I'm not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. You know, and he said, you do not have many fathers, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. And that reminds me of Paul and Karen, like they really are fathers and mothers in the faith. And... You know, I love my, my biological father, but nothing will ever, you know, 
substitute for what we have. The love and the bond and the just fellowship we have together, you know, it's just something so special. And though I love the ranch, like, the ranch is just an example of Paul's heart. Like, it really is just a father loving children. And so that's what I want for this people, is just get a vision for fatherhood and motherhood and don't quit. Like, just don't quit, because that's what we need in, in the church today. Amen? Amen. That is what we need. We just need fathers and mothers who are just like, I'll lay down my life for you. I'll sit on the couch with you. And I remember the days where he just like, you know, he takes your body and he just prays over you and loves on you and helps me walk through deliverance of like anger and addiction and frustration and anxiety. And it just it breaks bonds. Like it broke bonds in my heart and unlocked my heart to love Jesus and love people. So, Father, I ask you for that. I ask you for that right now in Jesus' name. That you would give us a vision for fathers and mothers and faith. And we would love you with all of our heart, with all of our souls and mind and strength, God. And as you washed your people's feet and said, I do this, and as the one who sent me, I do it as the one who sent me. Father, that's what you do. You send your son, Jesus, to show us your heart and to wash our feet and to die for us and to lay down your life for us so you can invite us into the family of God, into the family of burning love, of a father who sits on the throne and says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So, Father, I ask you for that. I ask you for the generations right here in this room, God, the 90-year-olds, that they would know that their days are not over, that this isn't over, God. There's still work to do and love to share. For the one-year-olds, Father, I ask you that you would give them a vision for life in God, and that we would open our homes to share it with people, and that we would be encountered by it, and that, that it would change us and change the people we meet, Father every single day that we can crush hell every single day and we can break bondage and we can tear down strongholds with every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Paul. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Masumi, do you want to come up? Are you still here? There. Um, Thank you for talking about, you know, this being a family church. That's a really big part of who we are. Another part of who we are is an international church. And, you know, a lot of us were born in other countries, grew up in other countries, or married someone who did. (laughs) And I think of all the nations, and we love them all, all the flags here and all the others, um, I think the, the ministry to and with Japanese has been the most prominent here in the house. As you probably know, Karen grew up in Japan, as did my wife Sarah, as a missionary. And uh, Masumi is going to share about some of that outreach here. Uh, my name is Masumi. My husband, John, and I, been, we are coming to uh, this Lydia house for about two years. But we've known Paul and Karen for many years, feels like uh, maybe 20 years. Yeah. I want to thank you for welcoming Japanese family to this house. One is uh, Japanese college students for every Christmas. And then also another one, international marriage couples, yeah, yeah. mostly Japanese wives and American husbands. Yeah. 
And then lastly, for our family, for our family. Mm. <laughs> um, we have a, I involve Japanese students ministry uh, for the mostly students from universities and some other private colleges. And then uh, when they are here, they are, you know, they are away from home, um, but they are more open to Christianity because they don't have a pressure from society. And then our ministry, Japanese Students Connection, we have a dinner every month, starting August, picnic and, and September, every month, September, November, October, November. And then for the- Yeah, I organize, one of the organize. And then we just try to build up relationships. And then when they have a relationship, they are more open to hear about gospel. And then Christmas is the best time to hear about good, you know, gospel. And then because uh, students don't have many opportunities to go visit American homes, and then we advertise with that we have American family who like to invite you for the Christmas. <laughs> and then so we plan the special programs, music and message and stuff. And they opened up their house here to uh, 2008. Um, every Christmas time we bring students and have dinner and message. Paul was a uh, speaker sometimes. And then we started upstairs, maybe 20, 30 people grew to 50. And we have to come down here for the last two meetings was 80 people. We just uh -huh. had tons of Japanese people, uh -huh. students, and they appreciated yeah. your hospitality. And they have to, they have to uh, decorate Christmas <laughs> here earlier because uh -huh. usually meeting was beginning of December yeah. since students are finals and stuff. So we really want to thank you. Um, and then also the international couples, we have a average 10 couples coming here every New Year's time, shared potluck and stuff. And then uh, international marriages, we, we have struggles and people, it's sometimes marriage is hard, but Paul often, every time Paul shared some great message about relationship and we appreciate it. And those children who used to be used to Naomi used to babysit now grown up because they are in almost college. Yeah. And then finally, um, oh, so you have some, uh, these are some students came. This is, uh, yeah, some years ago. And uh, finally for my family, um, I have a daughter, I have two grown up daughters, one, Younger daughter uh, had a, we had a, some cha challenging time. Um, my younger daughter got pregnant from out of wedlock, and then she decided to give a baby for adoption. That was a very hard time for me and for my family. All those time, um, Paul and Karen supported me with prayer and advices, and um, just having you here, Roseville. So. You you always welcome to us whenever Japanese people and so caring and just felt very uh, cared. I really appreciate your ministry so much. Thank you. In Japan, we we just bow, but in America, we can hug. Right? I, you know, I just want to share one scripture. I know this was not, I've forgotten to read the scripture that I'd written down. 
and it was a scripture for today, again, in my, my little devotional. And it's from um, Luke 24, um, verse 36b. While they were still talking, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And verse 45, then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scripture. And isn't that what he's done for us when we've been here together and received the scripture into our hearts? He's been with us. And the with us Jesus is, is so wonderful. I had a picture of angels for all the children that are here, we didn't have a, a children's sermon, but you know, angels are for protection. And when we had all the people coming in and out of the front door and the back door, one day as I was just praying, the Lord gave me a picture and there were angels in front of these uh, double doors standing like with um, swords, just like this. And it, that gave me comfort to know that. And, and that he's not going to, you know, let just people, whatever. It was, there was no danger then, I felt. And we know that. That's true. There were angels right outside here in the grass area. And then there was a huge angel over the uh, roof. And so, Lord, we pray for your protection on all our homes and uh, where we're going to be next. And we know that you are there and you are with us every day opening your word to us. Thank you, Jesus. We're not finishing. I know more people want to share, and we're going to have more people share. But uh, we do put these out on um, public access TV in several different places. We have time constraints. So we're going to finish the official part, and then we'll keep going with the secret part. Or so, in lieu of a benediction this morning, we're going to sing the benediction. And please join us. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.
and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping rejoicing he is for you he is for you everybody joining us at home thank you for being with us yeah. and we're going to continue uh, Bob Newman if you could come up <laughs>